Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And last week I did a video talking about a bill proposed in the Senate of North Dakota that was a little bit unusual. We don't do a lot of talking about North Dakota proposed Senate bills here, but this particular bill, as we talked about it, was a mirror image of some of the complaints that Epic has been bringing against Apple and Google in their now famous lawsuits that are continuing to proceed at a federal level on the basis of antitrust violations that are alleged against those two companies. But because they're facing some friction in pursuing that particular avenue, and because Epic has a lot of money and likes to pursue a bunch of different avenues, we noted that this law in North Dakota sounded a little bit like them. In fact, the name of this video from last week was that North Dakota appears to have Epic's back. How? Well, because this bill was going to ban Apple from keeping an exclusive app store and ban Apple from using its in-app payment processing services as the exclusive way to get money from users to developers. And it wasn't just Apple, of course, it was Google and Android and anybody else that might fall into one of these buckets. We did, of course, talk about how it mirrored those earlier lawsuits. We didn't talk about how it mirrored the concepts that we saw presented in the Coalition for App Fairness documents that we talked about in an earlier video in this series. That Coalition for App Fairness is effectively a lobbying group that is paid for and created predominantly by Epic, but has a number of members. They describe themselves as follows. The world's most popular online platforms and the app stores that govern access to them have become a critical gateway to the consumers of digital products and services worldwide. While they can be beneficial when fairly operated, they can also be used by platform owners to hurt developers and consumers. In fact, this original law here mirrors the epic side of things and the Coalition for App Fairness so much one could be forgiven for thinking that they drafted it and paid for it themselves. But of course, that wouldn't happen because you have Tim Sweeney going out there on Twitter with statements like, I alone can protect you and make decisions for you, is the timeless sales pitch for tyranny. Americans have always known better than to accept it as a governing principle. Now the pitch is being made frantically by tech corporations who surely know better. And of course, somebody professing these kinds of things online and on Twitter would never suggest anything like perhaps drafting the law themselves. Enter the New York Times. New York Times did an expose a day or so ago entitled Big Tech's Unlikely Next Battleground. North Dakota. A number of you came into my comments from the video last week and actually said this might be getting picked up a lot more and in a lot more places if this was New York or California or a bigger location than North Dakota. I honestly think that that might be one of the reasons we are seeing it in North Dakota. It's a bit of a trial balloon, an attempt to get a snowball started, which at minimum could result in states conflicting in a bunch of their laws and require effectively the federal Congress, if not the Supreme Court, to step in and clear things up. But North Dakota didn't act alone. I've pulled a couple of snippets from this particular article. Last month, a lobbyist approached Kyle Davison, a North Dakota state senator, with an unusual proposal, a law to stop Apple and Google from forcing companies in the state to hand over a share of their app sales. Mr. Davison, a Republican, was focused on bills related to a $200,000 literacy program and birth records for the homeless, but... He was intrigued by the lobbyists' arguments that the tech giants were hurting small businesses, and he thought such a law could attract tech companies to North Dakota. So he introduced it. 
In fact, I believe this particular senator was the one that we saw quoted in a couple of places in the Bismarck Tribune and elsewhere when we did our video on it last week. Very big endorser of this bill that he introduced, as you would expect from someone that introduced a bill to be considered by Congress. But it continues. And this is actually about, I don't know, 11 or 14 paragraphs later in the article, not at all at the top. Mr. Davison said he had been given the draft legislation by Lacey Bjork Anderson, a lobbyist with Odney Public Affairs in Bismarck. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Lobbyists in all industries, in all interests, not just manufacturing or what you might consider capitalism or companies, but all interests on a public relations side of things or on a nonprofit side of things, introduce bills to legislature. Legislatures are made up of human beings. They don't have enough time to cover every specific topic. And if they can get a skeleton outline of something that works for them and matches, hopefully, with their political disposition and as a representative of their constituency, then it's a good place to start for a lobbyist to bring something to them. But this isn't exactly a lobbyist from North Dakota. Ms. Anderson said in an interview that she had been hired by Epic Games the maker of the popular game Fortnite and the plaintiff in lawsuits against Apple and Google over their app policies. She said she was also being paid by the Coalition for App Fairness, a group of firms including Epic, Spotify, and Match Group that has protested app commissions and is leading the push for app store bills. That's right. A North Carolina company in the name of Epic Games Running a coalition for quote-unquote app fairness made up of all sorts of companies in all sorts of states is affecting a proxy war against a California company in Apple by drafting and paying for lobbying of a law to be enrolled in North Dakota. Epic doesn't just sound like they are behind the proposed North Dakota law. They are, in fact, behind the North Dakota law. Epic Games, a tech corporation, thinks it knows what's best for you in North Dakota. But of course, that couldn't be the case because that's the timeless sales pitch for tyranny. Even more amusingly, if you actually look at what happened here, the engrossed bill, the bill as it continues to evolve uh, from what Epic Games drafted, and it's presumably still a part of this process, has gotten what appears to be even worse for North Dakota, North Dakota tech companies. You heard the senator say in the, North, in the New York Times piece that he thought this would benefit North Dakota companies. That makes sense. That's why you enroll a bill. You think it'll benefit your people. But what this actually applies to now is any digital application platform that gets $10 million from North Dakota and does one of two things, provides an application that was created by a person domiciled in the state to someone else. So if a platform sells something made by a North Dakota company, it falls under this law. Or if it sells something to a resident in North Dakota, it falls under this law. So if it makes $10 million and it either sells or facilitates the sale of an application in North Dakota or out of North Dakota, it falls under these laws. As we said in our prior video, one of the things that's going to happen here is that Apple and Google and probably a bunch of other hardware manufacturers that are in a similar boat uh, to those two companies are going to wind up suing uh, North Dakota legislature for an unconstitutional passage of a restriction on interstate commerce in all likelihood. There are a number of different ways a lawsuit like that can go. The lawsuits will happen because Apple and Google have a, a bunch of money, and this really is on the borderline of what is acceptable under the Commerce Clause and the dormant commerce power and whatnot. They're going to sue over those things while they sue there's also a good chance that they will just turn off North Dakota. And what might have been okay to just turn off $10 million in revenues, just selling things to North Dakota residents, is now actually going to have to turn off 
selling things out of North Dakota because of the definitional changes here. And we're not going to go over every bit of this wording because we don't know whether it's going to pass their Senate or pass their House. Although, as we have found, this is proceeding very, very quickly. North Dakota has very short terms in terms of its congressional meetings and appointments. They only meet, I think I read, for 80 days uh, every two years. So that's why you see these things going very, very, very rapidly. Uh, But we don't know whether it'll pass, so I don't want to dive too deep into the technicalities here, except to note that the the chances of this passing will cause Apple and Google to respond. You saw them actually appear in hearings in North Dakota. You saw them appear uh, in these articles that we are reading about what's happening. And North Dakota is not the only state that the Coalition for App Fairness and Epic, obviously, are pursuing these avenues. It's just the first state to come up in this context. So at the end of the day, I don't think the North Dakota legislature is smart to pursue this, not because there aren't potentially well-meaning people that side with Epic's theory of all of this. That's perfectly fine. But because it's likely to result in lawsuits, those lawsuits are not 100% chances of winning for the North Dakota side of things and could very much result in bills being paid by the North Dakota taxpayer, hurt the North Dakota tech companies that are purportedly trying to be helped by the passage of this statute and ultimately wind up in a situation where you're still waiting on an antitrust lawsuit and a federal Congress to act or not act, to take up the playing field by not acting and not really helping anything in the state of North Dakota itself. So I wanted to bring this to your attention because I know a number of you commented on the fact that it sounded so much like Epic. And certainly I thought this was a fairly big deal that the New York Times got this piece of information that Epic drafted this law and put it forth in North Dakota. Why North Dakota? Who knows? Maybe they thought it was the best, most susceptible place to introduce a law of this type. You can actually go read the New York Times article and you'll get a lot of quotes from North Dakota senators that say, hey, look, I send pictures of things on Facebook to my grandchildren. This is a little bit above our pay grade. And I don't know that they're wrong necessarily, but this is certainly a big, big contest that Epic is deciding to try to fight in the most unusual of places. This has been a virtual legality update for today. If you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, ring bells, tell your friends, consider supporting the channel in the various links that you see in the description to this video. We've got a Patreon, we've got Streamlabs, we've got shirts, we've got all sorts of good stuff. We love having these conversations with everybody in this space. And when things are updatable, when stuff like this happens, when the New York Times comes upon information like this, I do try to take the chance to do a very short video updating you all on what we've already talked about. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Watching, and if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.